We are coming to you with the show after the show from the big truth. Here it is. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy. You're the one, you're the man. Yeah. Early to bed now. Yeah. Early to rise, you better. Go get that worm and never compromise. Takes more than you think, not more than you got. Get yourself some, this is your shot. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. Short for the show. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It is, y'all. Let's do it. It ain't easy. You're the one, you're the man or woman. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Wow, that's pretty political. Welcome to the Big Trues of small business sponsored by yes i rent and this is the show after show with clay 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 cuts baby clay cuts and we square peg are talking about things after the show that it ain't easy we know it ain't but daggummit it's worth it bill can you get Mm. this guitar for me so it's a little more relaxed version of the show the show after the show right sure how you feel is that what we're doing that's what we're doing that's what we're doing i think so so, I mean, Travis, it's time for you to introduce what we're talking about because we've talked about it in depth before off, the show. Uh, again, I, I just mentioned it earlier, and now that I have the mic, could you mute you for I need you to mute yourself. Thank you. I'm, I'm All right, thank you. So, so everything Clay has espoused on the show at this point, it's important to me to go on record that the credit is given to me for Clay today, Okay. Some of the other guests, I'm fine to push towards. Yeah, they're good guests. Nothing wrong with a guest. Clay's wisdom goes in my category in terms of the podcast. You can unmute. Do you agree? <laughs> you agree? Obviously, it's true. Get, getting Clay to the, to the table is, is marginally your... your we, we, we'll give that credit. Just say yes. Okay, so it's... Getting cool. out of Clay... My category. Anything of, of, of consequence that we can actually work with going forward... Still belongs to me. Is not fully yours. All right, so whatever. And we'll, Bill we'll, would agree with me. We'll, we'll and Clay would agree that. with me. We'll argue that. So what's the show about, Travis? All right, so a few weeks back, I'm in the car. I'm listening, and uh, I'm, I've got... Uh, by the way, Clay shoots... We haven't talked about it. Clay posts, I assume, on various areas of social media, but Facebook being Facebook one of them. Facebook primarily, yeah. Yeah, Facebook. So um, he, he does a little few minutes on... Uh, Square Peg Coaching, by square, the way. Square Peg Coaching, right? Um, Soon to be sponsor of the Big Truce. Based out of Peachtree City, <laughs> sponsoring the Big Truce at a huge cost. Um, <laughs> but but anyway, I'm listening to this, and I have been in commission sales in one way, shape, or form since I was 21 years old. Right? And it sounds like it. So, it, <laughs> I mean, I need you to sign something. I need money to exchange hands, and that's what I need to have happen. And I'm listening to Clay talk about, well... Um, there's kind of this concept here where when you're in, you're talking to somebody, you're talking to a prospect, talking to a, ultimately somebody you're trying to figure out if they're going to be a customer, perhaps what you are thinking about, which could be 
a variety of things. I mean, it definitely could be, hey, I need the money. I got to pay my car note this month or what have you. But perhaps the more uh, productive thing to think about and come to find out the thing that actually yields more results is kind of the weird thing for the commission sales guy who wouldn't believe this is what are you actually thinking about in terms of helping the customer or value that you're adding? So mm -hmm. I, I'll kind of shut up and let you kind of maybe give a summary of that video you did, yeah, which, sure. is, well, which is part of it. Well, hang on a second before what? we get to Clay. <laughs> Can I just say the title what? of the show? Wait a minute. Because that was a long lead up to what? not giving us a title. It's called Unselling. <laughs> which, by the way... Was not coined by you. Let's acknowledge it's a book. It's not one that I wrote or I understand, Clay wrote. Okay, but but right, in, in appreciation of the show. It's unselling. Selling is is viable to every small business mm -hmm, on the planet. Got to sell. Got to sell or you don't stay in business. That's right. What we're espousing here is maybe some of the concepts you believe to be the most appropriate way to sell your services mm -hmm. may or may not be the actual real way to do it. The best way, right. Yeah. And, and, and the best way to do it. So we're calling this the unselling show after the show because by the way travis is our hey, sales guy hey hey joe joe me says i affirm you and i appreciate that you clarify i appreciate that. you thank too. you joe my pleasure You're very valuable it's thank very you. much my pleasure all right all right clay so we're talking about unselling and clay is the star not travis go right. ahead clay you, you you could talk now <laughs> oh really are you sure okay. yeah so yeah that that video was um came out of some work I've been doing with getting better at becoming more efficient at, at selling. And even that language feels uncomfortable to me now right. because I've learned, I've learned so much, right. That has, there's this, there's this idea about, uh, selling as, um, dirty, sleazy, uncomfortable, those, those sorts of things. And you know, there's the, the quote that you guys were I don't know if that's what you were thinking about. Like I think it's Henry Ford said, nothing matters until somebody sells something, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what all business is about is selling something. And I, I'd even go so far as to say it's not even about, just about selling to our prospects. It's about selling to our team members and our you know our vendors and like in some in some way. Sure. And so what I talked about in the video and what I'm going to talk about a little bit now goes into all of those areas, right? And so basically, the way I explain it is this. When I'm when I'm selling to a, a prospect, or I have a prospect on the phone, and I'm doing a consultation with them, because that's really how I think about it more as a consultation than than, than, a, than a sales call, mm. is that what I say is important and how I say it is important, but what I'm thinking at the time that I say it is way more important. And like you were saying, Travis, like if I, if I'm thinking boy, I hope they sign up or a boy, I hope they say yes, or boy, I, I really could use the money or man, it would be nice. And, or even if it's something less, um, obvious, like I would really love to work with this person. Like this would be a great client for me. Like this is a perfect client. Any of that gets in the way of, of really uh, connecting with them and ultimately in the way of, in the way of closing sales. So I mean, the obvious question is, so what should, should I be thinking? And Anything that I'm thinking that doesn't come from love and service gets in the way. So I, I so what I think about when I'm on, on a consult call with a, with a client is I'm going to do everything I can. I actually do that. Do spend a few minutes before I get on a call and really do some some meditative work and really sort of quiet everything down and become aware of what am I saying about myself or about this client or this situation or this call or my business or whatever that's going to get in the way. And I really do whatever I can to quiet quiet that down. 
100% at it? No, not, not even close. But I really make some efforts to, to, to quiet it down and keep it quiet throughout the call. And so what I, my goal on, on, a, on a consult call is to find some way to make this call the most valuable 45 minutes they're going to spend this week. For them. For them. Absolutely. There's the key. For them. Like I want them to walk away and go, man, that service wasn't for me, but damn, did I learn something new in that call. And, and even if they don't partake in your service. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're they're very potentially going to tell you tell someone else about that conversation. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Right? Because sure. you authentically gave something that was about them and not about you. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so hard to do, Travis. So where did this come from? My my, my question is where did that you know where's where's the 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 data? I mean, obviously, when I say data, I mean I appreciate that. That's what I would want you to do if I called you. Okay, yeah. so that's that's kind of enough confirmation for me. But in sure. terms of, you know, let's go again to the kid that's you know twenty six years old. Car notes do, insurances do, house notes do. A lot of times he's taught. Um, maybe let's say at the uh, the yes close, we've all been a part of this. Hey, uh, Clay, would you agree? <laughs> it's the sky blue. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's yes, yes. yes. Would, would you agree? Would you agree? Would I had you a guy agree? do that to me recently, and it, it was effective. I mean, it. Kinda, I said yes like six times. There's a reason it's been yeah. around for a hundred years. <laughs> you want to buy? No. Okay. So, so how do we convince kind of that guy? I mean, where where's this come from? What, yeah. What's the genesis? Of yeah. It? So, th- so this really is is based in in basic psychology, right? This is this is mindset work applied to business, right? And so let me take this even a step further and then I'll, I'll kind of answer that. Even even if I'm writing an email to my list or I'm shooting a video for my people that are watching me, if I'm writing a sales letter, if I'm whatever whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm creating or communicating is to come from a place a place of um of love and service and not for me, making it better for them, doing something for them. So where all this comes from is the, the idea that relaxed is better energetically than tight. Mm. Right. Sure. So you guys are, you guys are golfers. Yeah. And so I'm gonna tell you this, try this big difference. The the next, the next time you go to the driving range, swing as hard as you can Mm. And then the second one, swing, 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 relax your body and swing slowly and see what happens. I've been, I've been teaching Travis quite a bit of, on this. <laughs> I have. Seriously, this is not a joke. <laughs> a I've been teaching Wait Travis on this in terms of putting. Have I not? In terms of putting, but if if, if we both discuss don't, the don't. rhythm of our swing to a panel of 100 I, and people. I have, I, okay, listen, I'll, I'll give you give props. give me some credit. Travis has an unbelievable tempo in that. the golf swing. I appreciate that. Thank you. Seriously, it's not a forced tempo. It's a relaxed tempo that I've told him. I mean, with that with that tempo of golf swing, I mean, that's as good as it yeah. gets, seriously. Yeah. And so, if you could do that same thing in your putting stroke, and, and 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 not forcing an outcome, it's sort of the selling mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Yeah. A sales process so often in the real world is, I'm going to figure out how to get to this forced outcome. Yeah. But a, what makes the best putters the best putters in the world is they import all the data, they get in front of that putt. They use the data to make the best quality putt they can. Just move the putter head. But the outcome is the outcome. Yeah. You can't force it. Yeah. So that's interesting because to get to that putt, you do all these things right. But the putt is where the ball goes in the hole. Yeah. That's where they sign the document. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, you're right, Clay. Let's sign up and here's my credit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where it tends to get, you know, again, for golf, for me, that's where it tends to get, 
this is the part that it's about to pay off, and, and then everything changes. And then I don't you're, do anything the way that I did it leading up to that part. Right, and your, right. forced, your forced outcome that you're trying to achieve sure. produces a negative, a negative result when it doesn't get there. The and then you get, you know, you get emotionally yeah. distraught over the outcome, right. which, which hurts the, the, the next putt. Yeah. So every salesperson I've ever worked with has pushed back on this hard, but, and so I'm used to it. So it's okay. And I I was actually working with, with a guy who was like a a national sales manager and like the people that reported to him were like VPs of sales. Like, so he was like, results, 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 results. Results. That's all we care about is is results. How much, like, like we don't care what you did to get it. We don't care if you stole it from a baby's crib. This goes back to the outcome versus the process. Absolutely. This all, this is all, all related. And you know, he and I worked together and boy, he he did not want to, not want to buy into it. But when he started, started, you know, creating sort of formula and letting people sort of work towards, towards, the effort and the process and really just trying to serve clients. I mean, his number, I don't remember the exact numbers now, but it was really, really positive for, you know, for his organization. And so, you know, what I would, what I would, you know, if, if someone is a commission salesperson and they want to, want to learn this, you know, I challenge you the next five you do try this. And the five after that, just sell as hard as you can and do whatever you like, get the biggest sledgehammer you can and <laughs> right. And see what happens. And like everything, like give me one example of where like bearing down more, works better driving no you know golf no dancing no like not nothing does and here i think about it energetically i think about body I, and when i'm teaching people to, to to process emotions i teach them to look at their body like where like what do you feel like make a guess at what you're feeling and then find it in your body is it your chest is it your belly is it your shoulders and really sort of lean into that and pay attention to like sort of sort of symbolically what's your posture like and if your posture like for instance somebody's making a decision right all right so what is that does that does that decision does moving feel like this or like this <laughs> i mean seriously right well i never thought about that right i mean because it'll it'll create that that energy will create you and it's all the reason that this works is it's all about the, the energy that's created by the by the behavior the thought the emotion or whatever. And what we're trying to get is an energy of like openness, safety. We want our prospects to feel safe. We want them to believe us. We want to demonstrate that they're trustworthy. Mm. People buy from people they know, love, and trust. That's it. Right? Yep. And this is this creates legitimate, not manipulated trust in, right. in our prospects. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're actually defining trust. You're, you're actually defining how to create trust. So uh, you know, this, the way, the way think about it. Yeah. You know, know you like you trust you to to a degree, but at some point there's a transfer of trust. And so if I'm mean, I'm if I'm here for you, and I'm willing to not sign you up, I'm willing to tell you we're not a good fit. In fact, I'm willing to go this far to not take your money. Then I mean that there's trust that's created sure. in that exchange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I legitimately had this happen week before last, talking to somebody, and she goes, "Stop right there, I'm in." I said, "No, not so fast." <laughs> Seriously, I said, "Not so fast." You're, this is a pattern that you probably do. You get really, really excited (laughs) and you pull the trigger on something. You go and buy a car or something. And the next day you're kicking yourself in the ass, don't you? And she said, yeah. This is what I deal with with salespeople. (laughs) Travis taught me this. Salespeople are easily sold. Oh, we're easy. Salespeople are easily sold. I'm ready to sign up, man. 
Sign me up. I mean, that joker could. Yeah. We we'd have a new service every week. <laughs> every week, because he's just so. Oh, this I, is. I, I've got I've got five hundred <laughs> apps on my phone right now. I can't even find one. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. But you can't get over the idea that it's uh, what what Clay's discussing here is not the norm. I mean, if we want to go, uh, you're talking about going and looking at a truck. I mean, we, you, you and I both know. We got time for that, by the way. Statistically speaking, when we walk into a car lot, it's about the hard sell. I mean, that. The, in fact, those now, to their credit now, those guys, but I wonder how much would change if they thought this way. Those guys know that there's an 80-plus percent chance if you don't buy when you're on the lot. The, the be-backs. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be back. They've got to sell you that night. Yeah. Man, you know, so so we are talking about potentially going to CarMax tonight and looking at a truck. Yeah. And what's, I don't know, this is just something I thought about. Just, just throw it out there. Clay, I wonder what your thoughts are here. I love the idea that CarMax has a product and has a price. Yeah. Take it or leave it at that price. So what, what, Again, this is this is actually goes back to our previous podcast about you know, at least my push on this about environment. They've created an environment where negotiation is off the table. Right. They they've removed a whole world. And their of, salespeople are not commissioned either. They're not commissioned. They are, but they're it's the it's fixed commission. Yeah. It don't matter if it's a fifty thousand dollar truck or a ten thousand dollar car. They or get what the, the same, margin is. They get, the it don't matter what the margin is. They get the same commission. They're just so what what I have found in their model is overwhelmingly it's about finding you the right car. Yeah. Not selling you the profitable car. And that's that's I don't know, I feel that as a customer. Sure. I think it's part of what we're talking about. Yeah. And so here here's another another piece of that too that was happening sort of psychologically when all this is going on. Um when, when, you know, if Travis calls me and Travis is a prospect and I'm looking over some paperwork, I'm like, hey, he's a really great, great prospect for me. And I get myself all into the, I need to sign him up. What, what ends up happening is the energy that I create is one of lack. I need him. Whereas what I'm, when we can approach this from, from a perspective, I'm just going to try to service and help him in some way to add some value, some benefit to his life. The energy there is, I don't care if you sign up or not. Like I got plenty of customers, mm. I got plenty of clients, and like the truth is, I do. Right, and I'm gonna do the right thing regardless of where you are. Like yes and no are perfectly legitimate answers in my world. Right. I, I mean, whether you say yes or no moves the needle for me, not at all. And and when I can come at it from from that place, the 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 pressure is off the client to like all that part of the pressure. Now it's just all their internal pressure, and then I have time to work with the client to help them sort of strip away all the crap that's leading them to making a decision based on fantasy and nonsense, and they get them to the place where they can make a make a the best decision for them, whether it's yes or no, and feel super confident about that tomorrow. Well, at some point in that process, what I know to be true that had to happen for that to work out is you presented yourself as the expert. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so somewhere there, it, be it the confidence you said it or the point that you made or, or at some point you presented yourself as the solution, ultimately the sure. expert. Yeah. Absolutely. Part of that trust equation. Yeah. yeah, and that's part of what, part of why they trust me, right? Is because I, and see, in in my world, when I, when I'm when I'm selling to somebody, I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm selling them a coaching service, and then what I'm actually doing is coaching them right. through the buying process, right. and so they're really getting to see like this is exactly what it's like to to be to be coached, right? right? So m- maybe in my world it's a little bit easier. I don't I don't know. Maybe I don't I don't think so. But 
but for but you're, you're right. I've got to I've got to demonstrate that I can I can solve some problem for them. Which you, is you're demonstrating in your world. You're demonstrating your product literally in the process of the sale in the console, which is an advantage. Sure, of sorts because yeah. our product isn't necessarily demonstrated in the sale. But there, yeah. there, there's there's methods to this. I mean, one one method mm-hmm. that I use to do to accomplish what you're talking about is I'll actually say to the prospect um, because they know they're in a sales situation. Sure. They, they know that we're talking to them about a service, and they know money's going to exchange fee. hands. Yeah, so it, sure. to to ignore that is 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 not going to get you anywhere. But I'll a lot of times I'll ask for permission. Sure. And I'll say, hey, look, uh, Joe, can I for one second can I quit being the sales guy? Yeah. Sure. Can, can I just tell? Can can we get to the truth right I'd now? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, the truth is, I need a bigger equity split in our relationship. Uh, so maybe this is a conversation for I'm later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that. I, I'm sorry that I kind of went into another <laughs> another dimension. You, so <laughs> is this why we're not adding sales, Joe? Joe can I? Because I, we I can't need, stay focused. I need ninety five percent. Of the product. No, but I, honestly, I mean, asking, just saying, hey, look, I mean, I sure. get what we're doing here, but let's put all that aside. And another another term I use, I'd be curious if you have any go, I'm sure you do, have, have some go-tos here. But I'll say, hey, look, if I was your your brother, this is the advice I would give. And I mean it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving you false advice because sometimes my advice is you don't need to do business with me. Yeah. Uh, but if I was your brother or I was your uncle – Here's what I would tell you. It's a tactical sales approach. Well, no, I mean, I think that's fine, though, because you're doing I'm, it from a version of truth. I'm trying if it to has accomplish to come from there, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has right. to become from, yeah. from, from truth and, 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 and authenticity. If it's, if it's gimmicky, people, people smell that stuff. They feel 100%. it, right? You know? yeah. so, so, but that's, a, that's an important understanding that you may very well be given truth with a technique that doesn't feel authentic. And so you're not going to receive it as truth. So the, the sure. technique matters. Again, again, because and the reason that happens is because the person who's saying it has an ulterior motive in their mind that's right. not in, that doesn't that's match right. with that's what they're right. saying. That's right. So so you go back to that's the fault right. of if you're the sales guy and you're in a and you're in a, a, a sales meeting, be careful that your your mindset is around the close. And your mindset's really around servicing the individual and their particular needs. What can I do for the person in front of me right now? Right. That's all that matters. That's critical. I tell you what, and people, I, and I promise you, there are salespeople out there listening to this, throwing stuff at their, and saying this is a bunch of nonsense. Fine, I've had plenty of people tell me that too, but everybody I've worked with that tries this come back, comes back and says, you know what, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I mean the the the. The, the part that you get into again, and, and I do, I am a believer in techniques, I guess, to sure. a way, but I'm trying, you know, no different than any, uh, we talked about environments, no different than setting an environment. I'm, I'm trying to create an environment where the person is hearing me. Now they don't necessarily know it's a technique. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say, Hey, Clay, look, I, I've heard everything you had to say tonight. I just don't want to be the sales guy anymore. Let me just be your uncle. And if I was your uncle, here's what I, that's the first time they're hearing that. So yeah. a technique to me, but again, from your standpoint, if I'm just using it just as a technique to get to my ends, it's manipulative. It's manipulative. And I'm probably right, going to have yeah. a lower. So the motivation uh, matters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Motiv- what, motivation right. totally matters. hundred percent matters. And back to, back to something you said earlier that I wanted to touch back on is that, is that because I'm in the coaching, coaching world that I have the advantage of coaching as the sales process, as the consult. Right. But if if you even in in a business like your your you guys are in, which could 
has the danger of becoming a commoditized kind of kind of business, which we all know we don't want to be in a commodity business. I don't want to be in a commodity business not, yeah. because, but it's it's even more important for 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 people in your world, for you, the people that are on the front end, people who are interacting with your your customers, to develop those relationships, the, the love, the, the trust, and and, and the, like trust and whatever. Well, sure. you said, yeah. 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 It, to be able to, to do that because that every time you can do that and demonstrate the value, demonstrate the trust. And by the way, all that starts like you, that very first call you have with the prospect, that's the beginning of your relationship. And that sets the tone for the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and don't be scared. I mean, you know, we spend ad nauseum at this and it's so difficult. I imagine it's difficult for every business because not many businesses do this well. But the ones that do it well are standout. Like you can recall them when we start talking about this stuff, which is what process have I put in place to really love on my customer? We, we're calling it right now. Joe and I have kind of developed this. Uh, we believe it's important to kind of have internal branding terms. And one of the terms we use is owner equity or okay. client equity. Uh, because we know there's going to be circumstances where we drop the ball because of the nature of what we do, or it's going to be perceived that we drop the ball. Look, everybody drops the ball sure. on some level. What equity have I built with you prior to dropping the sure. ball? Well, that's that's all about my intentional process of building you up and building that equity with you. Right, building right? connection. Sure. Yeah, I think this is the 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 balance we got to be careful with because anytime that we have so much intention that it feels not authentic, then we lose trust. It's dangerous. Sure. And so that th- there's a challenge, but it's, it's so true. If, if we know there is a, so I may have a, a very authentic version of trying to help a customer. Now I'm wanting to hire a sales team to, to mimic that. Sure. So in order to do that, I'm, I'm putting in a process that helps, helps this, this authenticity. Right. In that, in that, in that uh, uh, process, it may not come off authentic. Therefore, that person doesn't create the same trust. And so, there's this measurement yeah. of of what's going on that's got to has got to occur here. Um, and ultimately, I think we go back and say that it's the people that we hire that they really are caring. Yeah, they're they're caring personalities. I mean, can you talk to Clay about how? What does that mean? When, if I'm going in, if I, if I need to hire a salesperson. Uh, and and we know we can go to Indeed, we can go to Monster, we can go a lot of places to to to, to get yeah. a lot of leads sure. for a new salesperson. And I'm going through the interview processes. This is where it gets. This is meats and potatoes here. And I'm going through the interview process. What do I need to be looking at to figure out that I have someone who actually really cares? Because I think that's what really matters in the field. Yeah. Whatever your process is. Yeah. A lot of it. So, so I know a lot of, a lot of, uh, employers these days are using personality tests and looking at those sorts of things, which is hit or miss. And you, you really kind of have to do some research on that to make sure you're, you're using something, an instrument that really sort of measures what you think it, you think it measures. Um, I think getting, getting clear on, on the, the specific characteristics that you are looking for. I mean, really specific on that. Um, and so maybe looking at your most successful people and figuring out what it was about them, you know, like caring, like, well, what does caring mean? And really sort of dig in, dig in on that to the point where you understand it a hundred percent as much as you possibly can. And, and really learning to, um, like question, 
learning to listen, which by the way is a very important sales skill that is, it is, and most people in life and in sales don't do it because they're formulating what they're going to say while the other person is talking and being able to sort of, for you as a leader to, to really sort of level up your ability to to listen and, and learn to ask really sort of open ended questions and get away from the, so what do you see yourself doing? And like, Ask them, ask them questions about their life and about current events and, and, and what's, you know, what's going on in the world and really sort of pay attention to how, not just how they, like the specific answers that, that they say, but the, the process that, that they go through to get to those answers if you, if you can get to that. No, I think that's important. I, the interview process for me has been hugely important in bringing new people on. There's generally yeah. a song played, by the way, during <laughs> most of our interviews. In our, I imagine. In our world, there could be. I wouldn't be. have believed that before today, but now today <laughs> I believe that. There, there's a guitar in the room. Yeah, there could be. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the point, though, is when most people hire a sales guy, they're hiring him from a standpoint of nothing else matters other than the sale, by yeah. the way. Your compensation, your bonus, your trip, your commission – Maybe if you're straight commission, I mean, literally, it's your only form of income demands, honestly, the, the pay structure here demands that you don't care about yeah, all this over right. here. And that may be what they're looking for in the interview, which could be a problem. Could, could end up being a real it, problem it, once they're on board it. If we're buying into the fact that caring about our customer really matters. Right? Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, I really, I'm customer focused. (laughs) Are you really? (laughs) Right. Yeah. What does that mean? And I think giving people scenarios, right? Scenarios. How do you, you know, how do you handle this? Well, it's interesting. So in the process of of we, so as far as our podcast is blowing, blowing up and we've decided that we need to get a trailer to take our podcast mobile so we can go to some of our guests that that are are further out of town. Would a 30 foot trailer work or 32 It's 38. I think it needs to be 38 feet. It's 38 feet. Okay. It's 38 feet. We're trying to make it good for our guest. Well, we don't have a truck that can pull it. That, that was the problem of the purchase. So So in the, in this, in this, so that's the trip to CarMax. Yeah. So in this, in this version of figuring out what we're going to pull it with, I've been to a lot of car lots and it's so interesting because I paid attention to it. I pay attention to this stuff, how I feel instantly. It's, it's an instantaneous it happens in the first 30 seconds to a minute. Or less, maybe. Or less. Yeah. yeah. So I go into the local Toyota dealer last night. I went to three or four dealers last night. I drive into the, the Toyota dealer. Oh, really? You didn't tell me this. Oh, I do. I, 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 you I, I've been to 10 different dealers now in the last two weeks. I drove into like three or four last night. I drive into the, the, to the local Toyota dealer. I'm not going to mention them because I didn't like what, what not, I felt. Not, not a good experience. No. So... All I, all I wanted to do was drive through the parking lot because I'm looking for a specific type of truck. If you don't have it, I'm 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 driving back out, and and I need. Well, they've got their little fever thermometer thing they're going to shoot on my forehead before I can even pull in the parking lot with my truck. Like it's not when I get out of the car; it's when I'm pulling in. The, I can't even get through the main entry, and I'm telling you, they could have had the truck, Travis, and my. I'm going back out. Hmm. I had, uh, you've lost me at this point. They're the only one that did that, by the way, out of all the dealerships. Hmm. I go into this other one and this, this, this was a Nissan dealer and, uh, and they're known for their used car lot. They have about 250 used cars. They sell 250 used cars a month. They're in the used car. In fact, they said that Nissan was a front 
<laughs> to sell used cars. <laughs> sell used cars. <laughs> they yeah. sell 30 Nissans yeah. new a month, 250 used cars a month. Yeah. Interesting. Sure. I go in and and this guy walks up and the first question he asked me was, uh, so uh, if you find the uh, the right car today, are you going to be taking that home with you today? I was like, dude, cut the bullshit. He's already closing. I said, here's yeah, the yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, the first one. If I find the right car, your answer to your question is, yeah, I'm going to take it home. I'm not sure you have it, but that's a terrible question. And he laughed. And all of a sudden, in the first 30 seconds, we're in a in a position of of of, of trust. I don't know because he he sort of yeah he said yeah you're right. <laughs> just for him saying yeah you're right, he got human all of a sudden. He got yeah. human all of a sudden, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm trying to find a car I want to buy on a lot, even though it might not be the right car or the right truck. It was yeah. very weird. It was yeah. it was like here, let me go find the car on your lot because I want to buy from you. And over here, it's, let me get out of your parking lot. No matter what car you have, yeah. Based on this idea that this guy, really quickly, even with a stupid sales question, he quickly came off of it and gave me a presentation of trust. I I don't know, it was just just really powerful to me and interesting, but I've also been to CarMax a couple times, and and, and I'll I'll give him props. It's a South Lake CarMax uh, CarMax here in South Georgia, but but. Their culture is we find the car for you, and if it's not right, it's, it's cool too. Yeah. And there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a trust here. They're not trying to push a car on me. Yeah, you don't feel it. Feels, it feels different for you it as, feels as the buyer. Sure. feels authentic. So I asked the small business guys, when's the last time you've looked at your sales guys or yourself and your sales process and, and asked the question, how authentic are you really? Yeah to servicing the real need of your customer. By the way, you may not be able to service the need of your old customer. Right. right. And that's okay. That's, that's, that's okay. How authentic are you in the process to service the real need of your customer? Well, and the truth is, the worst thing that can happen, and you find this out, you especially find this out as you back up from the sales guy trying to make a commission to a business owner or a manager, which is when you onboard the wrong customer, it's a disaster for your yeah. business. Oh gosh. Yeah, and I'll just I'll just say I know that firsthand because <laughs> I, I mean I learned this from making those making those mistakes. And there was a time when you know, early in my business, I like it was like I, I I close this or you know bagging groceries here I come you know <laughs> right, sure. like it was that 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 close it's yeah. it, you know at sometimes and so and and I put on some clients where that I probably shouldn't have put on. And, you know, years later, I, I talk to those people and I and I assess them and I, I hear really hear what they're saying and realize, you know, I'm not the guy for you. Right. And really, sort of, sort of adopting, especially from the therapy side, like I'm not the right therapist for everybody that, that has the money yeah, spent. Of course not. And and and, and be getting truly okay with that and um, building a network of people that I can refer to that, that that I that I do trust. And there's what happens there is that that in itself. It, Builds builds trust, and something about that draws people to me. People listen. I, I, I think in a world of, of, of Facebook and social media, where there's just such a lack of authenticity, yeah. people without even knowing it are searching for authenticity. The one-eyed man is king in the land of the blind. Yeah. So if you give it to them, <laughs> it's just refreshing. And 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 kudos to any business owner that realizes that hey, you're not my customer. Yeah. 
Well, and, um, and, and a little something for people out there that are, that are looking to hire somebody like, like us or like you or anybody that's in a service profession. So my dad suffered for a decade with leukemia. And so um, towards the end of his life, he uh, ended up with lung cancer. And he, was, uh, uh, he went to the VA, uh, was where I would take him. And when we, we'd go to the VA, when you have that type of complexity and you're taking chemo and you got all these things wrong with you, you go to the ER and you've got all these symptoms. And so when you go to the ER, and it's funny because uh, my dad said this at some point. He said, watch this. He said, when the cardiologist comes in, I'm going to have a heart problem. When the internist <laughs> comes in, my stomach's going to be the problem. Oh, so true. When the, so, and, and he would go through it. He said, you just watch it. Like, sort of, so one night, you know, I'm kind of sort of looking in the corner. I'm thinking, man, he is so right. Each doctor independently in the ER diagnosed him with Boy, whatever their specialty was. Isn't that funny? That's so true. You're, you're actually going to a, another podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, every, when, when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks <laughs> like a, a nail. <laughs> That's the podcast. Yeah. Like, uh, be careful at the expert you listen to. Yeah. Because they're the expert in their genre, and they will, they will cast that upon you. Yeah. And literally try to contort your situation to fit their yeah. their expertise. And so the opposite of that of that is look for providers that allow you to be the expert in you. Mm. Are you the expert that allows the expert to be in you? I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> seriously, man. seriously, people because I I am not an advice giver at all. Um, people clients will say, Well, what do you think I should do with that? And I say, Do you really want me to tell you? And they say, yes. And I say, no, you don't want me to tell you. And the, the reason is that, I, two couple reasons. One is I want to get them there themselves. And the, the second reason is nobody listens to you when you give advice. And, and, the, and the third reason is, um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how to, how to say this part, but um, when when they ask me for advice and, and I tell them something, you know, something changes, it puts me as the expert of them. Right. But I don't. Like I don't, I don't really know how do you solve your business. I was gonna say in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a thirty minute or one hour counseling session, you can't be the expert of them. Yeah. Even in there's no in version. Multiple, even in multiple ones. Even in right? yeah, but, many. But what you can do, we we had a whole series here that was super interesting. I think for Joe and I, kind of changed the way we viewed our business. It, we had a whole series on uh, biases, right? So one of the things I think cognitive people, biases. Yeah, sure. one of the things I think people bring to you. Or bring to any situation, and like you said, if we walk on a car lot, the next car lot you walk onto, it's a representation before, as you're pulling in the parking lot of the last hundred that you've walked onto. Uh, so you, they, they have to deal with that. They don't deal with that very well, by the way. They confirm a lot of that. But guys come to you, and they've got these biases built in. So, I mean, a lot of times the the – in order to enact change in any of this, yeah. you've got to defeat that. Yeah, be, be clear that I don't just go, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, like whatever they come up with. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, cha- I challenge it and teach, yeah. them how to, teach them how to how to challenge it and 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 really sort of, you know, evaluate what, what the ideas are that they're, they're coming up with. And, and, and I mean, it's okay. Clients come up with horrible ideas for their life. Sure. Otherwise, they wouldn't be working on me. And that's, that's cool. I do too. I do too, right? I was going to say, it, so yeah. one of my friends wrote a, a Facebook post here couple months back and it was pretty profound actually and it was he was just sort of diatribing about that that everybody's an expert right now and uh you know i almost wish i had it in front of me right now because it was pretty incredible but it it sort of challenged you to 
to to to recognize the fact that that there are so many people that call themselves experts, yeah. very different than twenty years ago. Even, sure, that be careful who we're allowing in our ear yes. calling themselves the expert, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of self-proclaimed experts. Sure. And so I think that's confusing though. I think, I think our younger generation who has never known anything but social media mm-hmm. and all the tens of thousands of experts, because everybody that's, that posts YouTube videos are experts. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they do it? <laughs> why would I go in front of video and proclaim to be the, the guy? Right. So they're all experts. That's, that's proclaimed. So how do our young people, how do our next generation filter all this expertise. I mean, how do we really, it's, it's, it's even it's happening. So it's happening right now. Go back to the political scenes happening right now. The political scene, some people who are born males or can just tell somebody they're not a male and they're not a male anymore. Yeah. It, what's real. What's not real. This is what the battle is. It's the battle of, of we even had this on a podcast. Dan, the man. <laughs> where's where's Dan the man been? We need to bring Dan the man. Dan, Dan should have been. Dad. Dan should have been in the after show. He, he's a bit of an right expert now. in he, most. This things. would have been a great yeah. after show for him. Yeah. But but the, the the reality is 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 that that truths. What's the what's the term for it? Um, truths that are absolute truths. Absolute yes. truths mm-hmm. are being challenged immensely in culture yeah. right now. So think well, about this it, as a counselor. Sure. Absolute truths. Things that we've known for generations to be the truth. A boy's a boy, a girl's a girl. Yeah. Are being yeah. challenged in culture today. And these people that are coming to you don't even know absolute truths. Yeah. And so I hold I hold truth very loosely, right? I, I think I think truth is a is a slippery is a slippery slope. I, and I think that truth is really sort of the culmination of what I know as of right now. And I'm willing to change what I call truth with new information. Well, this show is premised on that. Yeah. And so we agree there, but we also believe there's some, there's some philosophical absolute truths that if we don't have some foundational truths that your truth is my truth or your truth is different than my truth. Everybody has their own truth. Like like we can sit at this table and we have three different truths. Yeah. And we've got no but, foundational truth to talk about. But the only reason money would exchange hands, to, to, to me it always comes back to um, when money exchanges hands, all BS kind of goes out of the window, mm-hmm. right? So if I've, I've talked to you enough about an issue, a problem, or a growth that I want to have take place in my life, then I do believe that you're espousing or you have some anchor in the truth. In, an ab- in, in fact, in an absolute truth. Yeah, because if I'm coming to you for your truth... That may not be applicable to me. So I think what I do more so is help you find your truth. That's why I don't give advice or I stay away from, stay away from giving advice. Let me, let me sort of dig a little bit deeper on this. This is really important because I really believe, and I think we're talking about this before we started two things that I believe in about people. One is that everybody is good and worthwhile and good enough just because they are. I mean, that's not just like a BS therapist thing to say, like, I really, I couldn't do this work if I didn't believe that. The second thing I believe about all people is that they're full to the brim of personal power and they just haven't figured out how to tap into it. Okay. Sure. So that's, that's, well, let me stop you. And I'm, I'm killing your train of thought. Is that absolute truth that you said, or is that your truth? That's just my belief. Okay. 
Okay. Fair enough. That's my belief. Okay. And so you don't, you don't have to hold that belief. It makes no difference to me at all whether you hold that belief. Right. Now, what I hope with a client is that I can work with them enough and they can get glimpses of that. And I can go, aha, see, that's what I was talking about right there that, that you just got a glimpse of. Do you want more of that? Right. And when, when they, when they believe that they're good enough and, and, and sufficient enough, despite the stories that they've been told their whole lives, which happens all all the time, right? And plagues business owners. I think that's something that holds business owners from from leveling up is like the belief that I'm I you know I can have a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar three hundred thousand dollar or four hundred thousand dollar but I can't have a million or whatever the numbers are, right? And that the the, the ability to move from where you are to where you want to be is within your power given given enough enough skill. When I can sort of marry those things, they come up with the truth that is empowering for them. Right? And so if I and, 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 that, and when you say truth, you're saying they come up with a path forward. To, to, Let's go to, to put well, it in the way I pulled that, I, I, and I think we can use the term truth in different ways. I think this is fascinating. Is actually. that true? On the big truths. So let me let me. Whoa, tell you. let me let me let me okay. finish what I'm saying here. I think what I hear you saying around that that version of the coaching is there's some emotional truths that you're bringing to the table, and and people are operating on their emotional truths. Okay, they are. And what you're trying to do is say, well, I mean, you're wanting to be here, but you're operating here. That that may be your limiting truth, but there, there's some things outside of this yeah. that you could that you could. What you believe, what you believe about you today, gets you where you are today. If you want to be somewhere else tomorrow, you got to believe something different about yourself. Right. That's true, a hundred percent of the time across the board, no matter what, no exceptions. Now, now, a question I've got in, in that very tone. This is what I kind of talk to my teenagers about, you know, okay. by the way, I think one of them is 20. I can't say I have three teenagers and cry about that. I've got one that's 20 now, but the, the idea here to me, and I'd be curious to you, what results in the change of mind here about where I'm at and where I'm going to be ultimately is not so much a aha moment. I, maybe it is. Okay. I'm, I'm asking you, but maybe it's an aha moment, but I'm thinking it's more some action that I took, maybe in faith, mm-hmm. that I looked back on and went, you know what? That action proves to me I actually did it. And now I have some belief in myself that I can continue to do it. Yeah. So insight is, is really an important part of it. And the aha moments, those do happen. And, and when, I can, when I can help somebody see a situation in, in a way that they've never considered before, and that new perspective is more empowering that creates a path forward. I like that terminology, a path forward. But here's the thing. You would think that doing it successfully is evidence to create more doing it successfully, but that doesn't always work, mm. right? Okay. I mean, how many times working with somebody right now who has been the top salesperson in their organization nationally right here in Atlanta seven years in a row and thinks they're a terrible salesperson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I believe that. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that, I can see so, that, yeah. so the, the evidence has to be worked with and couched and revisited. And, and the evidence is important because it's like you, you've done it. This isn't theoretical. Absolutely. You've done it. Yeah. But the, the yeah, but is so much more powerful mm. in people's, in, in our heads. I believe that. And that, so working on that piece, yeah. again, creates the, you know, like opens the door to 
lean into the evidence as ability to move forward. Right. right, right. So in a, in a challenge and clarification and the final thought here, because I think this, this, again, this could be a podcast, but I want to go back to this. Okay. I'm not sure we've, I'm not sure we've gotten here yet. Okay. In the, in the, in the understanding of, I'm going to, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to label it as emotional truth. Okay. And then I'm going to label the absolute truth as being different than emotional truth. I think a lot of what you've talked about here is the emotional truths in someone and where they are. Okay. But let's go back to when you're a parent and you're, and you're, and you're raising a kid from, from birth and, and up in age. If a kid doesn't have some absolute boundaries and guardrails, it has been proven across history that that kid is going to struggle a lot more than the kid who's had some absolute structure, right? sure. some absolute structures that are that, are, that and by the way the absolute structures are not created arbitrarily they're they're, they're created out of out of experiential or 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 things we believe to be absolutely true if we create this barrier and this guardrail this has a an impact that that moves in the right direction okay and so when i think about a small business guy or, or coaching or counseling, I think about if we don't have some foundational structure of absolute truth, I believe personally that part of what we are finding in our youth right now is exactly that. They lack absolute truths around what's real and what's not real, mm-hmm. what is good and is not good, and what is and what not is. And so because they don't have these guardrails, they're, they've been taught to, to, to just float. They literally float in a world of without guardrails and without absolute truths. And they're taught to believe that their truths are their truths. And I think, so I think part, there's a real danger here of not solidifying some absolute truths, not only with our kids, with our employees, and with ourselves. Yeah. The danger of our truth can really become our truth. Yeah. We actually succumb to the very thing you don't want them to succumb to is their emotional truth because my truth is my truth. There really are some absolute truths that if we don't paint as some hard guardrails in our society and in our own world, we are succumbing to potentially our own emotional. That's my truth. Right. So, so what if the absolute truth is I'm good enough and I can accomplish anything. I think that's a great one to start with. Yeah. So I, so I think that's, to me, that's the only absolute. Yeah, in, in terms of leading somebody forward. You, yeah. you're, not, you're not going to put a self-imposed tr- yeah. truth. We're using truth maybe loosely in terms of that. I like that. While Bill's getting I the like exit it. guitar. Is he? Are as, we going to get yet another rendition? As he gets it, I what want... Are, what are we going to get? you to take us there are you bringing out the hard gospel at the end of this <laughs> i feel like it might be i don't know that, right i don't know that i am but i could i mean there, there could be some absolute truths in that song what <laughs> about that there could be some you want me to do that one i don't think i don't know if that's working thank right you now. bill Ooh. thank you it could be though are we are we gonna does the does the show after the show not have any version of as a man thinking do i have a capo over there is there a capo for this guitar okay 
There is a, won't you do the as? I want one more thought. Pull it out. I'm going to read it, it in, in English this time. As the man thinketh by. By, by. Who this is it? This is by James Allen. Okay. One of my favorite books outside the Bible. All right, here we go. Clay. And by the way, understand if you're in opposition to this, you're in opposition to one of the greatest books of all, which is great. You could no, do that. No Don't, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> there is no physician like cheerful thought for dissipating the ills of the body. There is no comforter to compare with goodwill for dispersing the shadows of grief and sorrow. To live continually in thoughts of ill will, cynicism, suspicion, and envy is to be confined in a self-made prison hole. But to think of all, to be cheerful with all, to patiently learn to find the good in all, such unselfish thoughts are the very portals of heaven. And to dwell day by day in thoughts of peace toward every creature will bring abounding peace to their possessor. Yeah. Goodness. Do you want my, my reaction to Are that? You yeah, please. I yeah, absolutely. That, I, I fully believe that. And that, that really fits in with what we were talking about earlier, I think. And in the approaching our, our prospects and our team and our vendors with that just openness and love and connection and, and service and seeing what comes out of that. And I, I know for a fact that we, we create our reality based on how we think. And I don't mean that in like a woo-woo magical, sure, sure, no, magical sure. way. Sure, sure what, what I mean is that how we show, like if, if I'm the if I'm the quarterback that's, that's, that's saying, oh, please God, don't let me throw an interception. I'm creating one reality versus if I'm saying I'm confident I'm going to find my receiver, 100%. I'm creating a different reality, right. right? And so our like this book, I think what, what he was trying to say was that we very much create our reality, including our emotional state, based on what we're what we're what we allow to dwell within our within our mind. Absolutely. Awesome. For you play, one book Ray. If you had to if, if every listener, <laughs> if every small business guy had to read one book, what is it? So I, we, I, I, I like I like Mindset by Carol Dweck. Oh, Dwight. do you really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. That's, tw- that's two podcasts he mentioned. Bam. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to do the uh, first verse of a song we haven't played on the podcast. The anthem. The anthem. Uh, it's called The Hard Gospel. We wrote it. Let's play it. We're going to sing the first verse. All right, let's get it. I'm a God-fearing man It's everything I am Try leaving work at the door To give a little more of everywhere I can Spending all my time To straighten that bed line Showing up on Sunday Thinking about money Just losing my mind it's a fine, fine line It's a daily struggle It's a constant battle It's a hard, hard gospel It's a fine, fine line It's a daily struggle It's a constant battle It's a hard, hard God. It's worth it, guys Keep it up, you know why? 
Before we go, if you want to connect with Clay, how do we learn more about you? Squarepegcoaching.net. Love that Square name. Peg square peg, peg co- We're all square pegs, aren't we? we Trying are. to go in a round hole. Try, like try that's to- like we use that as a as a thing that if it's a square peg in a round hole, don't maybe you shouldn't. We're all square pegs going around. Create, hole. create your own square holes. And and your perfect customer is um, anybody that's working on something big and important. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. And we are Joe Watkins and Travis Castle with the big truths of small business. Find us at Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, hopefully soon. Right, Bill? Soon to be, You want to get us there? Come on, Bill. Get the videos <laughs> up, Bill. Yesirent.com, anywhere that podcasts are set. We're there. We're there. We're out. Get it. Appreciate you. See you, bye.